Welcome to this episode of Health, Wealth and Everything Else. Today I'm with Brad Burton, number one motivational business speaker, highest rated business author and founder of 4Networking. Brad, how are you doing? How did you come, first and foremost, how did you come to being the number one motivational business speaker? You know what, Steve? Good to have you on the show here, mate. Listen, I think the thing is, people always ask me that when I do speaking, how did you become the UK's number one motivational business speaker? You know what? I just made a fucking website and said I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker. <laughs> Steve, 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 that's all you've got to do sometimes. If I said to you, I am the greatest, I am the greatest, which box am I referring to? Uh, it's Ali all day long. Muhammad Ali. Rest you know what and the thing is, the reason that we refer to Muhammad Ali as the greatest 60 years on is because he referred to himself as the greatest. Was he or not? It makes no difference, regardless. But I promise you, if he'd not said he was the greatest 60 years on, we wouldn't be going, fuck me, Muhammad Ali was the greatest. So this is what you've got to do. The first person you've got to convince in your world is you, and that's what I've done. I've had to get myself into that mindset. Look, there's no league table, Steve, for motivational business speakers. There's just not, right? And I don't say a motivational speaker. I say motivational business speaker. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm, putting, I'm making a niche for myself. It's a bit like being in a nightclub and you see a £20 on the floor and everyone's going, oh, should I pick it up? Someone else might pick it up. Listen, if you ain't fucking picking it up and I pick it up, don't start complaining because I got the fuck out. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I just made it up, Steve. That's the reality of it. But you know, the, the rest of it, the books and the, the you know, and uh, and the four networking and stuff, where we run five thousand meetings across the UK. That's all true. That's all true. So somewhere along the way, you know, it's great creating future history and saying you're this, that, and the other. But you need to be, be able to back it up because if you can't back it up, you're going to look an idiot. Because I could not have said that that like UK's number one motivational business speaker. I couldn't have said that any time before I did. Because if I'd have done it five years ago, I'd have been a laughing stock. I couldn't have backed it up. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure, and you can back it up now. I mean, everywhere I go, I, I see you popping up speaking. I know you get harassed and hounded, so I'm very actually grateful that you you've taken the time out to do this podcast. I know you get hounded day Steve, day Steve, in day Steve, out. Steve, 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 you know what? When I met you, you know, very similar. Uh, you and I, you got more hair. I'll do the job. <laughs> but you know, listen, you know, I'll just hit it off. You know, and I'm I'm delighted, genuinely, and anything I can do to help you guys over the Live Daily crew, I'd love to support you. That's awesome, thanks very much. We met on the uh, on the on the money people. We actually met in the hotel in the morning. It's funny because I knew who you were, you knew who I was, and it was one of those things. It was always destined to happen, but it was just the having that opportunity and the fact that I was alone, you was alone. And we had a we had a really good chat, and as you say, we hit it off. I remember that because you gave me a lot of sound advice. That's when I was just first starting to write my book, and, and you gave me a lot of sound advice. In fact, we got. Um, I'm sure we've got budding authors listening to the podcast, so perhaps if you've got any key nuggets there, because you're on your fourth book now, aren't fourth you? Fourth book, working on that at the moment, fourth book's gone now. What? Um, listen, the, do not put fingers to keyboards 
until you've done all your planning. That's where people go wrong. Right, I'm mm. going to write a book about this. Right, chapter one, halfway through, right, where do we go here? Nah, what you've got to do, which is what I do, is every single time I think of something, now I'm just going to look at my phone while I'm talking now, but every single time I think of something clever, I actually jot it down in my little notes. So I end up collating all these notes for the last two years, and only then do I put it together. So I've got here, <laughs> this is a good one, uh, a four-hour life week. So did that Tim Ferriss book, The Four-Hour Work Week, right? Well, guess what? Fucking so many people have got a four-hour life week because he just burned, you know, I wrote that down there. So that's something that I can then expand on. I've also wrote TBNS, Bradcamp, Speaker Seeker, Four Network in the book, Family, Traveling, Speaking, Tweets, DMs, Emails, Facebook Notifications, Phone Calls. The, the reason I did that is because this morning I'm in the fucking gym and I'm thinking I've got all this shit on at the moment. So it was, it was about me. So I, I just keep notes. I keep notes and keep notes and keep notes. And actually make sure you back your notes up. And only when you've got all those notes down, and there's a methodology that I can, I can well, I shared with you, which allows you to write a book sensibly. But, but also understand this. You ain't making any money out of a book. The only purpose for you to have a book, right, unless you're Tim Ferriss and sell a million, right, you know, you ain't making, you ain't going to get rich from a book. But the purpose is, as I released my book, was one, to give me a voice, right? And two, to give me credibility. If you're happy on that basis, voicing credibility, go for it. If you want money to make readies, fucking can it, because you're not going to, I promise you, after you've sold your 200 to your mates and that, that's you with a, a fucking garage full of books that you ain't selling, I promise you. Mm, mm, absolutely. And um, your fourth book, what's that about? You said it's, it's, so, it's changing my, quite drastically, right? Yeah, funny. So my first book, 2008, called Get Off Your Ass, which is about me having to get off my ass and change the way that I looked at, uh, at myself, really, because I didn't start my, my own business off till I was 31. I didn't start my own business off till I was 31. And um, it's funny because, you know, I, I've still got the same... I'm, I'm still the same guy that I was prior to that point, but the difference is my recipe has changed. I've always had the same ingredients, but my recipe has changed. My first book's called Get Off Your Ass. Second one's called Get Off Your Ass Too, which is when I started understanding that maybe I can motivate people and I can drive people to understand how I made the changes within me. Then the third one called Life Business Just Got Easier. I had a mental um, breakdown about four years ago because I put myself under too much pressure. The dynamic entrepreneur who's on the phone here, I, I put myself under pressure and, and, I, and I burnt out. And that's what that's about, really. It's about my deconstruction and the great thing about a deconstruction is you get to rebuild yourself differently and that's where i'm at with this fourth book which is out in november called now what which is the question that we never ask ourselves we never ask that question the only time we ask now what is when you've just been punched in the mouth you've got a girl pregnant you've lost your job you've just made a million you've won the lottery you've had a bereavement in the family that's the only time then you ask or you've had a traumatic mm. so the only time we ever stop and ask now what is that because we're just so unquestioning we get up every single day and just on autopilot and that's what I'm asking people with this book to ask themselves now what at every step of the way when they read that book ask yourself now what and start doing some thinking about your life because otherwise you're on autopilot one thing I noticed recently Brad is that you've been smashing the gym quite a lot mm. How's that? Uh, is that what's, where, where's that come from? Because obviously you're, you're looking in, in great shape. You can't trust a fat motivational speaker, Steve. <laughs> right? it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't, I don't, how could I sit, go out there, front off, and say I'm the UK's number motivational business speaker? If a big fat 17 and a half stone bloke with diabetes type 2, look, I'll tell you, and if anyone doesn't think that I was fat in the old days, trust me, go on Google, Brad Burton, working lunch, BBC's working lunch. Look at me, I'm like a fat zombie. Trust me, right? Honestly, you've never seen one in The Walking Dead. You put me in there, I'd be like the boss, boss fight at the end of them level, right? Big fat zombie. Big, you know, I, I remember. I used to have this um, this eye stuff under your eyes, eye cream, because I used to have black eyes. Say the reason you've got fucking black eyes is because you're drinking five cans of Red Bull every single day and eating in KFC three times a week. 
mm. you know, chicken mm. gravy. Still, it's so it's like congr- yeah, congruence. Yeah, I, suppose, yeah, yeah. I said the same thing. Person tried to say you wouldn't get a personal trainer if they were overweight. It's funny. Um, I was with Eric Thomas at the weekend. He said the same thing. He said if you look at his main video, if, if you want to succeed as much as you, bad as you want to breathe, he said he was overweight, and he said you can't do that. So now he's smashing the gym, and I know it's, I think it's a, it's, it's a good thing, and it keeps me incentivized because you're aware, aren't you? People are looking at you. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but correct me if I'm wrong. I think sometimes maybe people want to find the chink in your armor so they can capitalize in it and hey, almost Steve, discredit Steve, you. Steve, Steve, let me explain. Mm. Right. There's no chinks in my army. You know why? Because I've shown everyone my fallibility. Mm. So no one, there's no skeletons. Anyone can pull up, well, maybe one or two. Winky, <laughs> win, 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 winky emoji defense there. But, you know, I, I think, you know, no one can, can expose me because I fucking expose myself in those yeah. books of mine. Right? I've talked about uh, my gunshots going through my window 23 years ago. And I'll tell you something about that. I'm from Manchester. I live in Somerset now. And 23 years ago, two bullets went through my window. And all of a sudden, shit got real. And everything that was so important prior to that moment when those bullets went through my window just fell away. It was now replaced with fear. It was now replaced with wanting security and safety and the likes. And I moved away from Somerset, from Manchester to Somerset. And I remember arriving in Highbridge, a place in Somerset, with a bin liner full of clothes, right? Mm. And that was it. And this was a place where I felt like a stranger in this strange land called Somerset. My home that was... Manchester for 21 years was no longer home. It couldn't be because of the situation. And I remember going down Western Superman High Street and kicking a can, and I had no one to kick that can back to me. And it sticks with me, and it's one of those things that like I can just replay. And I, um, you know, I was, I was alone. This was I was a stranger in this strange land. Fast forward 23 years, best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be speaking to you. I wouldn't have been on the money pit. I wouldn't have four books. I wouldn't have four network. And I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have my wife and family and kids. And here's where it gets interesting. I'm now a uh, ambassador for Somerset. I've been appointed an ambassador for business for Somerset. Right. This mm. is a guy with no qualifications, none. Right. Mm. I started my business off with twenty-five thousand pounds in debt, no income. Do you see what I'm saying? So this is what I say to people. I didn't start my business off till I was thirty-one. What's your excuse? Because we end up telling ourselves, well, I, you know, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick with this job and see how I get on because I might get promotional, I might get made redundant. Shut up, you dick. Listen to yourself. <laughs> talking yourself nonsense, right? If you're waiting for perfect conditions, you're going to be waiting a fucking long time because they don't exist. You need to go make your shit happen, right? Or accept that you ain't going to make your shit happen. And that's okay as well, right? If you really can't be asked. Be honest with yourself. Don't keep talking about it. It pisses me off. I had a geezer on Facebook saying, hi, guys, I'm looking for some support. Does anyone know any investors and this, that, and the other? Fuck you, you dick, right? If you can't fuck it, if you can't put your own house on, on the line, don't expect anyone else to put their own house on the line. How mm. does that work, mm. right? Why aren't you putting your mortgage on the line? Mm. Why aren't you doing that? Because yeah. you obviously don't believe in it 100%. So you don't believe in it 100%, but you want me to put mine on? Get to fuck, you clown. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very. Yeah, I can relate to that. You get a lot. Of, I've had a lot of people approach me, especially after the show. You get a lot of people approach you for investment, and then you, you look into what they're asking. I got people saying, "Oh, well, what we want is you to pay me a wage and me to go and, me to go and work." And I'm like, "Well, hang on a minute." So you walk away from it. Worst case scenario, it all goes it all yep. goes wrong. I lose my investment, but you yeah. got a, you basically had a job for the whole time, so, yeah. so you're fine. Right. That's right, Steve. I'd love that. Can you yeah. do that? Yeah, no, exactly. No. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? For, for listen, them, yeah. listen, listen. Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. What happens when people get investment, right? It's too much money makes him lazy and stupid, right? I started my business. It's at, my primary one's at two mil at the moment, right? And I've got all the other sundry stuff that I do that's associated with that. But you know, I I started my business off with nothing. And the great thing about it is that the, the biggest business tool that we have is our brains. Mm. But what happens is when you start making a bit of money, 
That's the fucking last one on the line. And actually, it should be the first one. We start doing SEO, Facebook advertising. Fuck's sakes. And all these things are ahead of your brain. That very thing that I started, man. I didn't have any SEO. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any letters. I didn't have any market budget. I didn't have any advertising budget. I'd fuck all apart from mobile phones, shoe leather, and big balls. That was it. How did you start? So just a good point. So how did you start? What were your first steps getting that to work? How, and how did it go? Hey, hey, walking out of a job, 25 grand in debt, thinking I'm going to get nine contracts off people that had promised me them, right, from a previous employer. And of those nine contracts, fucking guess how many materialised after three months? <laughs> go on, I'm guessing it's a low number or you wouldn't have said that. Go on, two, go three. On. Fucking zero, right? So there's a business lesson here for you and your audience. Rely on self because mm. people will tell you this bullshit that they're going to support this, they're going to do that, they're going to do that. And the reality is it's on you. It's on you. Right? No one can do your press-ups for you. Sorry. You know, I looked at you, by the way. Can you just I don't know if you want to edit this or whatever, but I watched you on that program. Right, that's fucking Special Forces thing. Ah, you fucking lunatics to you. How <laughs> right? fucking daft have you got to be a guy that doesn't need to do that, putting himself there? Mate, I had nothing but admiration. I would have been gone within 10 minutes. 10 fucking minutes. Thank and there's you. you lasting for 8 and then 10 weeks, whatever it was. Nonsense. Putting yourself through lunacy. For, and I'd love to know <laughs> what that was about. But that's what you've got to do. You've got to push yourself. You've got to put yourself in environments that are uncomfortable because this is the fucking thing. I see too many people fucking drowning with gold bars, drowning with gold bars, doggy paddling with these fucking jobs and security that they think, right? There's no fucking job security anymore. It's fucking finished, Mm. right? You know, when you run your own business, sorry, when you're employed, it's a bit like being self-employed. The difference is you've got one client, your boss. And if your boss decides you no longer want your services, that's you fucking out the door. Regardless of how many years you were there, it's finished. It's over. Look at BHS. <laughs> People have put 25 years of pension money for some big fat horrible bastard to have it away. Mm. You know, it's fucking over. Stop kidding yourself. Stop This world you've been told that you've got security, a job for life, safety, you know, a trusty bank manager. It's fucking finished. Mm. So as soon as you start taking control of your life, the sooner you can start getting on with your life. Yeah, there's almost, um, I think some, this is my, my approach, I think you've got more control, more security if you're in charge, if it's your business, if it's your if it's your your thing, because you decide, you know, whether or not, you, your, your or your work rate, should I say, decides. And one thing you yep. said in there that I like is actually, I said it this morning in the gym to my training partner, I said it doesn't matter how strong you get, no one else is ever going to lift this weight for you, and that is life, isn't it? That is well, life. You know, I'll, tell, I'll tell you the thing about that one there about weight you know you go in there and you see someone pushing 300 kilos and everyone's going wow look at that's amazing well guess what it's relative right <laughs> it's like me pushing 40 kilos right i'm at the i'm at the the end of my fucking operation whatever it is whatever fucking figure you've got in your mind whatever you're see so don't don't this is what i talked about right in this book we're so insistent on look somebody's bench pressing 300 keys and everyone's queuing around it's all very impressive lovely but he's putting as much strain as someone who can only lift their capacity and what we've got to do in our lives is find our level. Find mm. our level, which is where I'm at right now. Because I'm not world class. I've realised that, Steve. I'm not world class. I don't want to be world class. Do I want to go and break America? I couldn't give two fucks. Right? I'm not interested. I've got everything that I want in my life. Every material thing that I want in my life. Right? Would I like to have some more money? Yes. Am I prepared to work for that money? No. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm, I'm in a really interesting place in my life, and I'm 43, I'm a bit younger than you, right? And at 31, you're 31, <laughs> is that right? 31, yeah, 31. I didn't start my business until I was 31. At 31, Steve, I was delivering pizzas. Yeah. But, you know, I beat myself up about that. I was deli- delivering pizzas, I beat myself up about it uh, back then. Fast forward 10, 11 years, and I'm so glad that I did that because I was keeping my dream alive. And if you were anyone who's listening to this right now, 
is having a struggle delivering pizzas, waiting fucking tables, scratching because you've got three days before your mortgage goes out. Pat yourself on the fucking back. Mm. Stop beating yourself up because you're keeping your dream alive. Right? I've never in 10 years or 11 years, whatever it's been in self-employment, I've never come across a self-employed person that has starved to death. It doesn't happen, mm. right? So maybe you can't go and get a £20 bottle of wine. Maybe you can't go and you've got to live on Tesco's beans and waffles and fucking and, and bird's eye potato pa- uh, fucking pancakes, right? Maybe that's the reality of it. Maybe you can't go to Gauchos and go and get a steak. Maybe you can't, you know, but you're moving yourself towards where you need to be. Because I'll tell you something, I could have stayed, I could have stayed in my fucking dickhead 30 grand a year job and I'd still be there. Because I had mates of mine telling me that I got it wrong. Those same fucking mates, guess what? They're now on fucking 36 grand. They've gone up 3%. Mm. Hey, the interest rate's only um, 1%, but we're going to give you a rise because you've done really well of uh, 2.7%. Well, that's fucking great. An extra £50 a month for the rest of my life for the next 40 years. Fuck off. Mm. Nonsense. Mm. Oh, I'm on fire now, Steve. <laughs> You're a former fireman, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a former fireman. Funny enough, I'm actually a former pizza delivery driver as well. So we've got that in common. Yeah, yeah, I did it for a couple of years, uh, a while back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, back in early days. What I like about you, Steve, you've got this fucking tenacity and almost fucking stupidity and foolishness, <laughs> right? It doesn't make any fucking sense to your fucking life. It makes none. No, nah, tell me about no it. Sense. Well, people... but, you know, Steve, I think the, the point is this I don't live your life, you don't live my life, right? Because <clears throat> actually, I've been fucking three kids pecking your fucking head every day, doing nothing. Trust me. But the reality is, Steve, is this is it. People need to find their level. People need to find their life, right? You know, it's fucking great being awash with fucking reddies and drinking Bollinger and uh, £50,000 in watches. But but you know what? It's not the real fucking world. You spend your life showing every cunt on Instagram. Mm. That's the reality of it. And I don't mean you. I'm on about everyone who's got all that shit, Mm. right? I am telling you now, having gone through this merry dance, I was like Pac-Man, just cleaning fucking levels, going around gobbling fucking dots, not really sure why from business, and then you clear a level, guess what, I'll go and do some more. And I've reached my goal, I reached my goal about fucking two years ago, right, where I thought was impossible, my impossible goal, to have like fucking 5,000 business networking events running across the UK every single year. I've done it, and then some, I'm at 5'8 now, and climbing. But what do I do? Do I go, oh, I'm going to have a new goal, I'm going to go and get 10,000 groups. I was sat down with a mate of mine, right, and we're having um, gaucho steak, uh, yeah, other restaurants are available, but there we go, steak. Anyway, I'm there, and my mate's got a two and a half million pound business, right? And he's from like um, Barnsley, and he's just been working class all his life, but he's got this business moving now, about four years in, two and a half mil, done really well. And he said to me, he says, uh, yeah, he said, yeah, I'm going to go for a 10 million pound business. So oh, that's interesting. I said, I said, why is that? He said, you know, so I can get the nice things for my family. Oh, that's, that's interesting, that. What, what nice things? Well, you know, the nice things. Get, I, no, get that specifically, like for ten million quid. What you know? What can you get that you can't get with two now? Well, you know, it's like he fucking had no idea, right? Mm. So he's on this, he's on this hamster wheel, fucking mm. running because somewhere along the way he set this goal, which actually this two and a half million pound business. If you'd have pulled him four years ago, he'd have thought it was unbelievable. Mm. He was on forty grand a year, and now he's pulling whatever money he's pulling. And yet, somewhere along the way, it's not enough. We have been programmed to keep going, keep going, keep going, and that's cool. But I've kept going and kept going and kept going, and that's cool, because I've got to the point where I need to be. I don't need to then go and get a new destination. I'm not saying that. I've managed to, as I talked before, about all the projects I've got on, right? But I just, I'm more aware than ever before about what's important. And I'll tell you something, Steve, the most important thing that any of us have, truly, is time. And we don't respect it. Let's be fucking honest here. We don't respect it, but on your dying breath, you're not going to turn around and say, fuck me, I wish I'd got an Omega Seamaster. You're just not. <laughs> but yet, we spend so much time in life 
building up to get an Omega Seamaster, which in fucking three years' time, everyone who's got a modern one's laughing at you. Mm. Bullshit. Enjoy your life, what you've got today. Be fucking thankful of it. And I'll tell you something, you know, every single person who's listening to this right now is something that one of the richest men in the world doesn't have, Steve fucking Jobs, right? He doesn't have it today. He doesn't have it tomorrow. And how much of his $68 billion at his time of death do you reckon he'd give you for one day of your life? He wouldn't be fucking negotiating. He'd give you $68 billion. So what does that say? It says that today is as important as the last day of your life. But the difference is we take today for granted. And that's what we've got to stop doing. And I'm guilty of it. Fucking come on. I'm human. I'm fallible. I'm being honest about it. Right? Nobody can beat me up and say, oh, it's disingenuous. I'm, I'm being straight. Sometimes I go, oh, fuck me. Last night I was at sports day answering fucking emails. My kids are running past. Mm. No, who's the fucking dickhead? Mm. You know, answering emails about fucking... My boy's never going to be seven again. And I'm answering fucking emails and thinking to himself, you fucking dick. Mm. You know, so we're all guilty of it, but you just got to be more mindful of it. That's all I'd say. Yeah, striking the, ba- I mean, yeah, striking the balance with the time. And it's interesting because it's almost like, uh, how many goals do you set before you enjoy the level that you're at? I always say to people, success is the journey. It's not, it's not the destination, it's, it's yeah. the journey. And, but, um, but we end up chasing, Steve, and we're not really sure why. That's right, we're, we're yeah. Not, not, I think, whatever uh, you chase, you know, you look at Richard Attenborough, right? Look at Richard Attenborough when he does the, um, you know, the shows. There's some gorillas there. And he's got his films and he don't go fucking rushing up to him with a camera, does he? Fucking <laughs> rushing up to him because he fuck off, don't they? So what does he do? He sneaks up on it, nice and slowly. Yeah. And that's what people need to do. You can, hey, you can have that cross cross leg. That's what he taught me. Do you know Cross? Remember Cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Cross has been mentoring me. Cross Crosley, Cross from Oz is on Twitter. He's been mentoring me lately. And once again, that was another byproduct of that that show that we was on. Mm. And it's funny because you look at that whole show there, you and I doing this now and Cross. You know, it's interesting in that. If I didn't go to that event, we wouldn't be talking now. So people have to get off their arse and do stuff that may or may not work. Mm. Yeah, and I think so, that's a good point. And it's, I mean, as, as all the other good points, but I think sometimes doing things without understanding what might truly come of it or knowing what... Because you go on the TV show, yeah, it's a bit of brand, it's a bit of exposure, you know, you pick up a few investments potentially. Um, but it's the it's the other stuff, you know, you commit your time to something. And I say to, to my team all the time, well, that we don't necessarily have to have an objective here. I think right. if we put this out, I'm pretty sure some stuff will come back and it, I don't have to know straight away what it is, like you say. Steve, 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 you know, it's the thing is, you know, you can't outlaw everything. People want to go and get a return on investment on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Return on the investment, return on investment. We just know that by doing stuff like this, right, if I get one person that listens to this and goes, Brad, you know what, I was waiting tables and as a result of listening to you, I actually feel better about myself, then it's a job succeeding. I'm not selling fuck all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like I'm sitting here giving a fucking pitch. You know, uh, the only thing I'm selling is people to go, yeah, this kid's all right. I can mm. relate to him. That's all I'm selling. You've obviously got Brad Camp coming up. What is Brad Camp? If my boys, Ben, Brandon and Bonbon, my, my daughter, said to me, listen, Dad, can you set me up for life in terms of as a, as a business owner, but you've only got one day? That's what Brad Camp would be. Yeah. So I run two Brad Camps. Brad Camp, build a better business. Brad Camp, be a better speaker. The next one's funny enough, it's on Friday, this, uh, doing the be a better speaker in Swindon. But the whole purpose of, of Brad Camp is to do 10 years of experience into one day. Hmm. No fucking three-day summit, none of that shit. Just fucking one day of me burning your fucking ears off. Now, we've been running now for probably 20 minutes. Hmm. Can you imagine... A day of this, you know, you go away and your head's all jangled. That's the reality of it. <laughs> but that's what it's about. The great thing, is, look, you know, if you had to build a Lego house now, right, and you built it with instructions and you built this wonderful house and then you used to take the blocks off it and go again without the instructions, you'd build it differently. You'd build it your way. 
And that's what people get wrong. And that's what Brad Camp be a better business, uh, sorry, build a better business is about. It's about getting your mindset in. It's about getting your mindset into actually building a business that you want, not what you think you fucking want. Be a better speaker is about making money. See, why do I get paid thousands of pounds to go and speak for companies like JCB? Last week was the NHS, uh, Bentley. It's me, for fuck's sakes. Uh, you know, I look like a drug dealer. So somewhere along the way, the decisions that I've made and then my approach to business is what this, you know, this innovation that innovative businesses want. They want some, some, someone a bit radical to shake up thinking because mm. if you do it the same way, you're always going to get the same results. This is something that I think's fantastic about yourself is that you are you you're not trying to be tony you're not trying to be uh, anyone else and these days i, I you see on people's um feed are oh, the uk's next tony uh, tony robbins or the answer to tony robbins and it drives me insane just, who are you trying to be who are you trying to why don't you be the uk's next stephen doran the uk's next brad burton you know be yourself you know? you know you know listen you're never gonna be the market leader copying the market leader no way and and, and one of the things that the cross taught me another thing right it's a <clears> wonderful <throat> line that is so it will drive you insane once you once you listen to this line and it's like about five words be creative not competitive mm. right so think about that so what i've done is i've got into a congested market space of all these fucking motivational speakers with three-piece suits on and pocket watches saying how clever they are right and i've gone into the space with jeans trainers adidas superstar which i'm looking for sponsorship by the way if anyone's listening from adidas and adidas <laughs> superstar you know and a t-shirt and looking like a drug dealer with shaved head and tattoos and i've gone into the space and i've been me and everyone said i got it wrong everyone along the way said i got it wrong well listen when I was at JCP and NHS last week and I'm on stage, I look left, I look right, guess what? Those people that gave me the advice were nowhere to be found. Same goes for the people that gave me the advice that I could not call my book, get off your ass, and I said, why not? Because it's offensive and you're never going to get it in Waterstones and you're never going to go and get it published. Well, guess what? I self-published. Guess what? I got it in Waterstones. Right? Those same people that said to me that I couldn't start four networking enough because it's a closed shop. You've got all the other networks and you've got the Chamber of Commerce. You've got no chance. Well, guess what? I run 5,800 groups right now. Mm. networking.biz there you go you can check it out but you know what I'm saying is, is, is once again if I'd have listened to all those people they'd have been absolutely fucking right my bank manager said I don't have enough working capital mm. what do you mean money right so why do people make business more complicated than it is so I had none of these things every step of the way if I'd have listened to people and the first chapter that I've got of this book called now what is called um, he got lucky three times <laughs> right Yeah. you know because that's what people say about me oh he got lucky Fucking look at I had a nervous breakdown fucking three, four years ago. I nearly lost my marriage. I nearly lost my wife. I wanted to quit 11 times. I had a massive fucking legal fight on my fucking hands. So I got look at People seem to turn the volume down on that. Mm. Great point that you made. You're never going to beat the market leader. Someone said something once before. If you can't be X times 10, be Y, which is kind of, I guess, be the creative, right? Be something different. What do you think causes them to say that, that you can't do it, that you're not able to? They, you know... So I'm in this book now saying that everyone can't own a Ferrari. So, you know, everyone's entitled to an opinion. My opinion is not everyone can be Alan Sugar. Not everyone can be Richard Branson. Not everyone can own a private island. Not everyone can have a Lamborghini. Not everyone can have a, a, a holiday home looking over the Maldives with an infinity pool, mm. right? And I'm being realistic. And I'm saying to people that you can be anything that you want within your framework, right? So let's just think about this. On a scale of 1 to 10, let's say Richard Branson number 10, right? Back in the day when I was addicted to drugs and I had no money, I was on the dole, on a scale of 1 to 10, I was probably a 2, right? Now I'm a 5 on the scale of life, right? But I'm actually, that 5 is my 10. Mm. I don't need to keep pushing. And I think that that's what the problem is. I think those people that say, 
things can't be done is because they can't do it. That's the reality of it. And the same that I'm saying, you know, not everyone can own an infinity pool. Not everyone can, you know, not, I'm not world class. But for the first time in my life, I'm being honest about my ability. And I wonder, and this is a great question for your audience, which one's going to run out first, ambition or ability? Because one of them's going to run out. The road is going to run out on either ambition or ability. And I'm at this stage right now when I think I've run out of the ambition road because I want for nothing, Steve. I'm comfortable. And actually me pushing to go and get me, me, me children what? I'm going to Disney World next year twice. Fucking twice. I was delivering pizzas 11 years ago. <laughs> right? Twice to Disney World. We're family for three weeks, 18 days. Come yeah. on. This is ridiculous. So what do I do? Do I keep pushing so I can take them three times and then we can get a private <laughs> jet out there? You know, you can only upgrade your life so much before it becomes fucking stupid. You know, you get an 18-inch television. Like a mate of mine's got an 18-inch television. Well, guess what? I tipped up there and I went, not sure about that. He said, why not? So you can get a 100-inch now. He was, fucking, <laughs> he was fucking wounded, Steve. Wounded. Yeah. Right? And that dozy bastard's now going to be spending 12 grand. <laughs> You're going to get a fucking extra 20 inches that you don't need. Comparison is the word that springs to mind. I think there's a, a culture of comparison. Everybody's looking at what everybody else is doing and not worrying so much. Like, What's interesting about the way you're speaking about your life is that now you're looking at your life, you're like, actually, I'm quite happy with where I am. Whereas yep. I think other people are looking at other people's life, oh, they've got that, I want that. Steve, so true. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And the problem fucking is, I used to be one of them daft cunts, right? And actually, you just end up fucking driving yourself fucking crazy. Steve, I'm a working class lad from Salford whose dad was a heroin addict. I was brought up on a council estate. My fucking dad left when I was six months old. My mum brought me up. I got a Jimmy Savile badge when I was eight. Right? <laughs> that, right? But, but, but hardly ideal conditions. And now I'm in a position where I'm living in a fucking five-bedroom house over in Somerset in a wonderful village. I take my children to Disney World. Let me tell you something. Back in the day, 11 years ago, when I started the business off or whatever it was, I can't remember as a blur, Right? I wanted a 10-bedroom mansion, right? I wanted one of those sweeping staircases, those, like, double staircases, like you have in the fucking dinister. Now, if I'd have got that, you know, and the door goes, and then you open the door, your butler opens the door, and you've got your wife at the top of the stairs and all that, and you both walk down, fucking idiot. You know what? You're not Beyonce. Fucking Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. So if I'd have got that, if I'd have realised my dream, it, it, let me explain something. I'm in this five-bedroom house right now, and I have a room that I don't go in. Right? If I'd have had a 10 bedroom mansion, guess what? I'd have fucking six rooms that I didn't go in. Mm. So we end up chasing this shit that you don't need or want because everyone's telling you that's what success is. Mm. You know what success is? Being happy. Yeah. Being happy and having as much money as you sensibly need to do and having the time to spend it. Because this is where people go wrong. I know people have made, have made some money who are making so much fucking money. You know, and it goes back down to what I said before. Forget the four, the four hour work week, the four hour life week, because mm. it just swaps it out. You know, don't see the kids. And these kids, like I say, look, I'm guilty of it, Steve. I've just been honest about it yesterday. You know, I'm fucking beating myself up now, you're going, you dick. Mm. Your boy's running past on fucking egg and spoon racing. I'm doing emails about stuff that I can't even remember what it was about. But mm. yesterday it was so important. Come on. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. We get in a culture. I mean, with mobile phones now, we're so accessible, right? In my memory, it wasn't that long ago. We didn't have mobile phones. You know, you Correct. were always present. You were always there. But now... I think it's critical to find that balance, isn't it, between you know, phone time and phone in the bin, turned off, out of the way time, you know? Look, it's a difficult one, right? Mm. I get it, because I'm always connected. Because the problem is, Steve, is I'll then turn my phone on, which has turned it off for this interview, and I'll have, I don't know, let's say for the sake of argument, probably 100 notifications across all my networks, mm. right? That's 100 notifications that I can choose to disregard or I can respond to. Now, if I disregard, then you have somebody turning on and saying, oh, he's arrogant, or he doesn't, and it never ends. You know, one of the things that I had, I did a 200-mile um, drive from, from Manchester, and I did a blog on my website, um, 
And whilst I was doing it, I had 13, 200 miles, so probably about four hours, I had 13 people contact me for help, right? 13, right? Now, these are people that, people who don't really know. I met at a networking event or yeah. they tweeted me once or whatever. You look at that. Brad, can you help me with this? And every single time I say, listen, I send them to this link now um, saying work with me for just £50. And actually, if they want a 10-minute call with me, all they've got to do is back payment, right? Yeah. That's it. All they've got to do is back payment, 50 quid, and I'll have the call with them. But guess what? None of them <clears> want to fucking do that. So they don't value my time. Yeah. And the problem is, for the last 10 years, I've helped everyone. I'd say yes to everyone. And yeah. the minute that you say no to someone, I had a guy where I helped him probably 10, 15 times. And the first time I said no, all of a sudden he's on social media saying, Brad doesn't have time, who does he think he is? So I've had to realise now that actually I can't help everyone. But what I can do, and I point him towards the Brad camp and I said, listen, you'll have me for a day with a room of 10, 15 people there. And you can ask me whatever you want, 300 quid plus that. And if you don't want to pay 300 quid plus that, that's okay. I don't want to help you. And it's not me being rude, but people do not value, value free. That's the reality of it. And yeah. I've realised that because in the past, I didn't value free either. No, that's right. It's a challenge once. It's a people listening. I think if you're building your own personal brand, you you soon realise that you get so many people contact you, and they don't realise they're not necessarily the only people contacting you, and it becomes right. a demand on your time. And like you said, I mean, I, I've been in that boat, and you want to reply to people because you genuinely want to help them from the bottom of yeah. your heart, but then you get caught into a trap where your own life starts to suffer, and that's not win-win. That's lose-win. Right, right. And, and, and this is the thing. So I mean, I could, I could, I, I was going to just read one out, and you, you understand that this guy. <laughs> Like, ask me, can it, Brad, can you just have a quick look over? And I, this is what I wrote on, 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 on this blog. It's, um, <clears throat> it's like, I was on my Brad Burton website. It's like, something like, when are you next in town, people say. When are we next in town? When are you next in fucking town, you knobhead? <laughs> right? When are we next in town? What, yeah. like, fucking, oh, I'm just going to come to fucking London to, like, have you sit me down for fucking, have a, what, can we catch up for a coffee? No, can you fuck off? Can we pick, can I pick your brains? Fuck off. Right? You don't know me. The only time you're tapping me up. Now, the reason that people want to pick my fucking brains is because I've got 11 years of experience in a fucking network with thousands of members across the UK and they know I can make shit happen. But then when it comes down to it, you say, listen, tell you what, why don't you go to Brad Camp? Uh, I can't make that day. Well, all right, well, don't. Well, when's the next one? Fucking look on the website, you dick. Right? Mm. It never fucking ends. And this is the problem. So I'm driving, say, four hours, 13 uh, requests, 13. And I read this is ridiculous. Because even if all they take is like uh, five minutes each, and they're not. It's not going to take five minutes. You've got to ring them, then you've got to go back and forth. Five minutes. That's over an hour a day, right? Of a life when that's like literally 10% of my day being mm. wiped out, fucking helping people. Fuck me, I'm not Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, essentially it's, it's coaching. And, and, and to be fair, I think you put a reasonable price on the time. And what it does see, straight see, away see, is... Let me tell you something. I don't want the fucking £50, no. right? But what it does, it puts... I do, do I want fucking £50 for a 10-minute call? Do I fuck? Right, no, I'm not being rude there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell, mate. My time's so much fucking now. I get paid thousands to go and speak for 40 minutes. So mm. it's not about that. But it's, it's about fucking people. And these, like I say, I had a classic. A guy said to me, Brad, can you... Um, he asked me a question on Facebook, so he answers it. Ask me a second question on Facebook, so he answers it. Ask me a third question on Facebook. I said, let me ask you a question. He says, go on. I said, you read me books? He says, I don't have time. I said, I don't have time to fucking answer these daft questions that I've already fucking answered in those three books. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just... It's not, listen, it's not me being rude, but you come to a point, and if people go over and about it, it's being arrogant, you try having 13 inquiries, that was 13, right? Forget about all the other shit that I've got going on. 13 people asking for advice. At what point does it become a problem? 
So if anyone wants to, to spend time with me and get their ears burnt off for a day, go and book into a bradcamp.biz and you can, you've got me there all day and you can ask me any question I'll answer it. But don't come on the fucking on Facebook Messenger having never had any contact with me. Because mm. if you never, you know, if you don't know me, because I've wrote another chapter in chapter two, there's no new book called chapter three, it's called Hello Mate. Hello Mate. Hello Mate. Let me just read you a little bit of this, Steve, right? If we, if we can just call it up now, just for a bit of fun. Because you'll see that this isn't me making this up. This is, this is where I'm at with this. Right. 1860, here we go, here we go. Right, chapter three. Just scrolling there now. About three seconds and I'm there. Right. Hello, mate. You know those phone calls? This is what it says. You know those phone calls? Hello, mate. Then three things into the conversation and you finally get to the thing they're calling for. People who have personal relationships with me don't need to do the three things first. Yeah. But personal relationships and favours would only set you so far. At some point, you're going to have to pay. And this applies to all areas of your life. Uh, can I pick your brains over a coffee? This is great for a friend, but someone you loosely know or met at a fleeting networking event or exchange your message on social media, you know, can we grab a coffee? We should catch up. Can I pick your brains? I just wondered if. Fuck off. Just wondered if. Anyway, so, go. So, so, so if you're listening, probably best yeah, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably best not to drop Brad a line hey. and say hello. <laughs> Get yourself on there. There's free video training. Put your email in there. You'll get some video training. And then come and Brad Camp and get your ears burnt off. But no, it's valid. You see what I'm saying, Steve? It's right? valid. I can relate to it. I'm not, I'm not being rude yeah. about this. But no. when, at what point does it come a point where I go, you know what, this social media stuff, I'm going to switch it off or I'm going to stop answering DMs because mm. and it, I, it, I, I don't want it to go there. But people need to respect that and understand it. But I don't know how you can convey that, that you're so yeah. busy. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. what I do is I, I'll, I'll send you a link to this, this this blog, and then people go on it. Yeah, I've read that, but this is only a quick two minutes. Somebody said to me once, and I said, "Look, that two minutes. Oh, you could just answer it now." Oh, fucking hell! I was back and forth arguing the toss. I said, "Read the fucking link. It tells you." Yeah. But he didn't want to read it. He just wanted to. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not okay. Where do I take it from there? Look, it's... Star. I've just been bra- I've been braddied to pieces. Um, is, yeah, no, do you know what? Even as I sit and listen to you now, I take that I take that on board because you've made me realise that I'm often into a win-win. Uh, sorry, going into a lose-win myself. I mean, I do. I, I get caught in that trick because some things are so valid, and, and like you say, you want to give. And it seems like oh, it's just a quick bit of advice, but then they message back, right? It's not never one right. message, and then and then you're in a right. conversation, right? And, and then you turn around and say, "Listen, why don't you come on my day retreat?" And you go. Well, I can't afford it. Yeah, because yeah. somebody said I can't afford it. Let me tell you, I started my business off with twenty five grand in debt, right? Twenty five thousand pound backwards. That wasn't twenty five grand on on computers and, and office equipment. That was twenty five grand in uh, daft cars and televisions and and, and televisions that I no longer own. Mm. So I know what it's like, but I also know what it's like to just go. Okay, you know, I've got me uh, I've got my VAT in my pocket here. I'm going to go spend my VAT and actually buy a product with it, and then in three months' time, when they owe it, I've got to get that money. That's part of being a business owner. That's part of being an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is someone who will use all the resources where most normal people would save it, would put it away, right? Mm. That's what you've got to do. You've got to start talking yourself into things rather than talking out. See, everyone who comes on Bradcamp, everyone, right, everyone, turns around and goes, oh, my God, at the end of it, God, that was so good value. You could charge three, four times more. Every single person says that. Right, and I'm trying to get it accessible. It's almost like I might as well start taking the piss and put it to a thousand pound, because it's like it's as, it's it's as tough a sell to sell it for three hundred quid as it is a thousand. It, it's, it's nuts. But I'm trying to I'm trying to make a difference. But yeah. I'll tell you something, Steve. It's funny because I've been looking into this old personal development game of late, and people want to be blagged. It's horrible. They want to be blagged. 
they want to get themselves put in a sales funnel. Nobody wants honesty. See, I'm not, I've not got people in sales funnels. I don't have them in a sales funnel. All I do is just fucking tell them it's 200 quid. I'd be better fucking hot frogging him. It's, it's horrible. People yeah. want to be black. You know, when I was at that show, Steve, when I met you last time, you guys came to see me at Kino at uh, the business show. Yes. There was a guy there really <clears> in the stand going, learn the secrets of Forex training and earn money while you're sleeping on the beach and all that. And I'm thinking, got people sat there going, paying 79 quid for this fucking course. I'm thinking, how fucking thick are you? If, if this guy is so good at doing forex trading, why the fuck is he in Olympia selling courses at seventy nine quid rather than being on the fucking beach? I said the same thing to somebody yesterday about 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 one of these sort of uh, courses, yeah, yeah. and he said, "Oh, this guy sells these courses. He's, he's done so well." And I said, "Out oh, of curiosity, if he's doing so well, why is he, why is he selling courses?" You know, um, it always begs the question. And a lot of people they they don't necessarily sell you legitimate value as much as they sell you a proposed framework for how to achieve something. And what I found interesting when I spoke to you the other day, um, you speaking about Brad Cam, I think you said. There's no upsell, is that right? There's no, no there's no because no, a lot of no. a lot of courses you go in through the door yeah. and then there's another listen, course which is triple know, the price listen, and another twenty fucking quid. And the next thing, everyone's coming along to my private island for fucking five grand. <laughs> you know, in Salford. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what, Steve? There's no upsell. No, maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe I'm the fucking. No, idiot. I think you've got it right, and it's candid, and I think people respect and appreciate that. And I've had um, people because I've had people even to myself, and they, I think it's perhaps naivety for people that are new to a market. I don't think it's necessarily their fault, but they're, they're, they're led astray because it's it's a market which attracts genuine people, so they don't necessarily expect the deception. And I think the people that are, can be quite de- deceptive are capitalising on that on right. that uh, naivety, See, and it's a shame. It's a shame. But you know, not everyone right can be an expert in the field, mm. right? Just because you've got a fucking website and a Facebook group and all that shit, it doesn't mean that you're going to be getting people there and earning money while you sleep. It's yeah. a fucking myth, yeah. right? Just in the same way that not everyone can be a motivational speaker. Just mm. in the same way that I can't be a bodybuilder. Just in the same way that you've got abs and I'm not. Right? No, but I can read fucking men's fitness all day long. Mm. But I'm never going to have fucking abs. You know why? Because I put curries away and eat crisp at night. <laughs> no, but this is the thing, Steve. I yeah. can look all day looking long, longingly at fucking men's fitness. You know, and, and yet Jamie Alderson, who's a mate of mine, you know, he looks fucking amazing. The guy gets on the front of Muslim Fitness. I'm never going to be get there. Mm. No matter what I follow of Jamie's. And this yeah. is what I need people to understand. They've got to be themselves. Yeah. Because we've been so fucking programmed that actually everyone can become a motivational speaker. Everyone can get a sales funnel. Everyone can have a Facebook, make money. Bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And one of the things that I'm doing now is I've just launched Speaker Seeker, which is another product of mine, right? which is like fucking uh, an agency for speakers, effectively. And I'm doing it differently again, right? which is putting people first, because I think that what happens is it's all about glittering careers and, and, and actually, uh, you know, amazingly uh, letters after the name. I'm actually putting, focusing on people, speakerseeker.biz. I'm focusing on people who are real, people who've got flaws. Like me, I swear too much, right? Mm. I look like a drug dealer, right? You know, you fucking, you've got problems as well. Fucking <laughs> areas and that. <laughs> right? I use hairspray, but we won't talk about your hair products on television, which you need to do. Should have seen this rider, what this kid needed, by the way. Yeah, he wanted Beyonce's makeup artist to sort himself out. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that I'm looking at, like, real people, because this this, this uh, fucking candy-coated world that people put, put out there is bullshit. Mm. You know, I, I can say, Steve, I, I had a nervous fucking breakdown a few years ago, mate. You know, this is me, the dynamic entrepreneur who's blowing fucking socks off now. I had a nervous breakdown, I unraveled. Because mm. I was so focused and goal-focused, trying to be what everyone told me that I could be. And actually, right now, I'm quite happy just fucking being me. End of. Yeah. I think, in fact, that's, that's, the, that's a, great, a great sort of 
note to wrap up on because I think one thing about the personal development world which I love to bits because it is great and it, it gets greatness from people and it makes people happy and like you said that 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 equates to success that is really success whether you're happy if you're happy you're successful if you're not happy you're not successful that's the end of it who cares what's in your bank right. but one thing that's overlooked day in day out in the personal development world is that it's personal development nice. it's nice. about you it's personal and people forget it's personal development it's not about this other person nice. or where this other person is nice. it's personal nice. development right nice. it's me it's me I'm 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 personally developed to where I want to be to where Stephen Doran is, to where Brad Burton yeah. wants to be, to and and like you said, and it's it's beautiful to see. In fact, the fact that you're like, well, I've arrived, you know, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> arrived. Steve, it's just wonderful to finally not be chasing. Yeah, you know that having spent eleven years of chasing, chasing, chasing success, to finally be at that point where I've got success. One of the things that I'd say is, if you fly first class everywhere, right, it's no longer first class; it's standard. Mm. And all of a sudden, that magic. The first time that you go on a plane, and I've only ever done it once in my life, I'm 43, I've done it once. Uh, wow. <laughs> you know, hot towels and, you know, things <laughs> like metal cutlery. Wow. Right? You know, it's just, just bizarre. <laughs> but if you do that every single time, it's no longer the, the special experience that it once was. And that's what you've got to, you've got to remain humble. And it's a bit like when you start making a bit of money and your washing machine's on the blink. In the old days, you knew that if you put a fork in there and you press that button and held that down, you could get it working for another revolution. When you get readies, your washing machine starts playing up, button comes out, and you phone up curries, and they go and get a guy who delivers a new one, takes the old one away. And every single time that you do that, we lose a piece of ourselves, right? We lose a piece of ourselves because, once again, we're no longer... We, we're, putting, um, we're putting money ahead of our brains. We're putting money ahead of our resilience. And that convenience and that, and that comfort makes us less of a person. And I know this. So I'm at a stage right now where I, I'm stopped pushing. I really have stopped pushing, Steve, in my own way. I'm not as driven as I once was. And that question that I'll, you know, we've rounded off now, but I'd ask any single person who's listening to this, which one is going to run out first, ambition or ability? Either way is good, but just be honest about who you are. Guys, that's Brad Burton. You heard it. Which one's going to run out first, ambition or ability and don't forget to check Brad out you've got Brad Camp and, and Speaker Seeker Brad what's the website yeah so we got I think probably the best bradcamp.biz bradburton.biz speakerseeker.biz I like .biz and fournetworking.biz so you know like I say just check me out go and google my name Amazon my books uh, Google my name and, and Twitter because your, twi- your Twitter's quite big, right? Uh, what's your Twitter? Or are they allowed to Twitter? Or do you oh, want Brad Burton? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, at Brad Burton. Listen, you know, if any of my friends ring me up, like I say, three o'clock in the morning, dead body in the boot, not a problem. <laughs> but if I've just met you and you ask me to go and get rid of a body, guess what? It ain't happening anymore. You know what I mean? It's not 1993 outside the hacienda anymore, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Brad, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for all of the value. Thank you for all of, all of the points, mate. It's, it's been a fantastic interview. Thank you, Thank Brad. you, Steve. All the best.